to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. This morning, we are continuing the sermon series that Jeff kicked off last week for us called Animated, where we're looking at all the different, well, not all of them, but several different Disney films, and we're looking at them as parables. What can they teach us? And we're pairing them alongside of Proverbs and looking at how the two may or may not work together. We'll see if it works together or not. This morning, our movie is The Little Mermaid. So we're going to take a look at that. We're going to read from the book of Proverbs first. But of course, before we do that, let me pray for us. Let's go to God in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day, for this time to be together, to worship together, and to be in your word and so, Lord, we pray now that the, that the reading, the proclamation, the hearing of your word, that indeed it is you at work, and may this encounter with you be so powerful that we cannot walk away unchanged. In your holy name we pray, amen. I'm going to read two kind of sections from the second chapter of Proverbs. I'll read 9 through 11 and then skip down and finish out the chapter in verses 20 to 22. I invite you to listen now for the word of the Lord. Then... You will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Prudence will watch over you and understanding will guard you. Therefore, walk in the way of the good and keep to the path of the just. For the upright will abide in the land and the innocent will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will tell you, I was really excited when Jeff told us we were going to spend the summer looking at the book of Proverbs. I love the book of Proverbs. I thought the Disney movie thing was going to be a, that's a fun way to kind of work our way through the summer. I was pleased to find out that I was assigned Little Mermaid because the the new live action film just came out for The Little Mermaid. If you haven't seen it yet, I went last night. I saw it last night. It's especially cool if you want to see real live mermaids. So that part of it is very cool. So I, I would offer that to you if you're interested. I don't know how familiar you are with the movie The Little Mermaid. But in the movie, Ariel is a young mermaid who develops quite the crush on a human, Prince Eric. She spends the first part of the movie constantly trying to understand that world that he lives in on land, exploring any human objects that her seagull friend, seagull friend Scuttle, brings her. Eventually, she meets an evil octopus, Ursula, and Ursula makes a deal with her that she cannot refuse. Ariel gives Ursula her voice, And in return, Ursula gives Ariel legs. She has three days. Three days for Prince Eric to fall in love with her and give her true love's kiss. And if that happens, Ariel keeps the legs. But if not, Ursula will imprison Ariel forever. It's very dramatic. Now, 
I feel obligated to be very clear about a couple of things as we launch into this sermon. First of all, a Disney movie is not scripture. <laughs> we're going to learn what we can from it. We believe that God is at work in all places. And so we're going to see where God's working and we will glean from that what we can. The cartoon movie has a couple of problematic uh, moments that they definitely address in the live action film, but I want to be really clear that I do not support trying to marry off your daughter at 16, (laughs) and I do not believe that the love of a man will save you. So I just feel like we need to get those things straight right off the bat. But I do think that when we look at kind of the foundation of the plot of The Little Mermaid, there's actually a a good bit of it that lines up really well with Proverbs, that really resonates with what Proverbs is is teaching us. And I don't want us to write off the book of Proverbs. I, I think that we think about Proverbs as kind of a collection of pithy sayings that our grandmother might say, things like, a watched pot never boils, or if you knock on the devil's door long enough, eventually he's gonna open it. By the way, neither one of those things is actually in the Bible. But I don't want us to sleep on the book of Proverbs. It's actually this really fantastic book. It's it's this intricate narrative that has this beautiful collection of wisdom in it. It tells us the story of a young learner who's, who's searching for wisdom. And and the book is broken out such that as we we move our way through the book of Proverbs, the learner gets older. And the older he gets, the more the learner is able to understand that the world is complicated. And that being wise in a complicated world is complicated. And so the whole way as we move our way through the book, we get to experience this journey with the learner as we ourselves are also seeking wisdom. Now today we were in the second chapter, and the first nine chapters of Proverbs, that's where we have the young learner. Think adolescent, someone who's just beginning to to attempt to understand, to navigate the basic principles of what it means to be wise in the world. Now, in an attempt to help the young learner really understand what's happening, the teacher in Proverbs describes that there are two paths. There is the path of wisdom, and there is the path of foolishness or folly. And the the teacher is constantly over and over again, especially in these first nine chapters, imploring the learner to pick that path of wisdom. And the teacher warns that each of those paths has a voice that calls out a voice of wisdom and a voice of folly or foolishness. And each voice will call you to travel their path. And the teacher warns that that the, the, the voice for the the foolish path that will be tempting, it will allure, be alluring, but it is essential to remain faithful to the path of wisdom. Which works with our movie, because certainly Ariel's hearing lots of voices. She hears the voice of her father telling her, stay close to home, don't go exploring other worlds, our worlds don't mix together. There's the voice of Ursula making her promises that are too good to be true. There's the voice of Prince Eric and the human voices that are calling her to explore this new other world. But of course, the problem in the movie comes because Ariel chooses a path of folly. She doesn't choose wisdom. And the cost is her voice. 
Ariel chooses the foolish path, and it means that she has to give up a part of herself. She's, she's made lesser in hopes of gaining someone else's attention. She becomes less of who she is. She's denying her gifts and her talents. She, she heard the seductive siren of the foolish path, and instead of living into the fullness of who she was created to be, she chose to be less. And I'm wondering if this is a part of the story that we can resonate with. The part where we deny ourselves so that we fit in a little better in a place. Where maybe we hide our gifts a little bit. We downplay our strengths. We dial back our personality. Because maybe it's going to make someone else uncomfortable. That we lessen ourselves for the convenience of someone else. And that is not what the wisdom of Proverbs calls us to do. A few years ago, I had some friends come to town so that we could all go to the Kelly Clarkson concert. At one point in the concert, Kelly says the sentence that literally no one wants to hear. She says, I'm going to play some of my new music for you. (laughs) No, Kelly, we don't want any new music. We want to sing about a moment like this. But she starts singing this song that she had written for a movie called Ugly Dolls. And the song was all about recognizing what's beautiful about us. Here are part of the lyrics. Walking on the ocean, turning water into wine. We bury our emotion and pretend we're just fine. The only way to live now is to know you're going to fly. Don't listen to the lying liars and their lies. Can someone just hold me? Don't fix me. Don't try and change a thing. Can someone just know me? Because underneath, I'm broken and it's beautiful. I'm broken and it's beautiful. And she keeps singing that line over and over again. I'm broken and it's beautiful. And I look over at my friend while she's singing. And my friend has tears streaming down her face. I'm like, tell me what's going on for you. And she was like, someone's acknowledging that what I am is beautiful. That I don't have to hide for the sake of someone else. That nothing about me needs to be hidden. But in, and not only does it not need to be hidden, but it can be honored and celebrated. It was this powerful moment of affirmation for her. That at that moment, someone was telling her she didn't need to be lesser. She didn't need to hide. She didn't need to give up a part of herself. That the fact that, that she was created in a beautiful way, that... That was a step on the path of wisdom. And so if we're looking to figure out where is the wisdom then in The Little Mermaid, what's the path of wisdom in this movie, I want to go back to our our chapter in Proverbs, our second chapter, and I want to actually go up a few verses. I want to go to verses 3 and 4, because here in this chapter, remember, the teacher is telling us about the two paths, and here he tells us about how we find that path of wisdom. The teacher says this, if you indeed cry out for insight, raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. The teacher tells us that the path of wisdom is found in the searching, in the looking, in the act of seeking 
understanding. Now, I've told y'all lots of times I'm a big fan of therapy. I'm in therapy. I have a therapist. I think you should probably be in therapy. You can have a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist. Therapist for everybody. But I'm going to tell you one of the biggest lessons that I learned in therapy this hour that we're together is for free for you. It cost me $150. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, because this, I feel like this was so powerful. It was so helpful. So I'm explaining to my therapist that I've been very frustrated because my husband was very clearly upset with me for something he should not have been upset with me about. She looked at me and she said, did he say he was upset with you about that? Well, I mean, no, but I can just tell. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, I'm just thinking... (laughs) she says, that maybe he's not actually upset with you at all. Maybe he is frustrated about the same thing you're frustrated about. Maybe he's grieving something about this situation as well. Maybe he's just as disappointed as you are, but it's coming out in a different way. Maybe, she says, his own background And his own experiences lead him to feel something different than what you're feeling, and that's okay. She looked at me and she said, so lean into that. Be curious. Ask him what he's feeling. Ask him why he thinks he might be feeling this way or how he's responding to this. Don't be defensive about yourself. Don't make this about yourself. Simply be curious about him. Seek understanding of who he is and show him that you value him by authentically being curious. What she was telling me, the lesson that she was giving me, is the same lesson that our teacher in Proverbs is teaching the young learner. That being curious and seeking understanding about another, that's where the path to wisdom is found. And that's exactly where we see Ariel at her best in this movie. Where she's being curious about the other interested in this other world, not scared of it being different or unknown, but genuinely interested in who these humans are and how is it that their world works. If you've seen the movie, then you know the song where she expresses this and she says, I'm ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions, get some answers. What is a fire and why does it, what's that word, burn? When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore that shore up above, out of the sea? Wish I could be part of that world. Wisdom was not in the giving up of herself, but rather in the willingness to expand her understanding of the world, to acknowledge that her world wasn't the only world Wisdom wasn't in trying to be someone else or lesser of herself, but rather was in the, wisdom was in the places where she wanted to understand others, to be in relationship with others, to be a part of their world in a way that was authentic to who they are and who she is. 
In the live action movie at the very end, Eric's, Prince Eric's mother acknowledges that these two worlds have never gotten along. The above the sea and the under the sea worlds have never gotten along. But because of the persistent curiosity that Ariel and Prince Eric had for one another and for one another's worlds, then for the first time, the humans and the mer people have now begun to acknowledge each other in a real way. Those two people seeking understanding changed the world for the people in the movie. And I will contend it will do the same for us. I'm going to be really honest with you this morning. We have to figure out a way to be curious about one another. We have to figure out a way to be authentically interested in other people. Who they are and why they understand things the way they do. Instead of canceling people or banning books, instead of not allowing one to be or live or experience something different, instead of condemning someone who cries out in frustration or grief or disappointment, wisdom, wisdom calls us to listen, to learn, to seek understanding. If we want our church, our families, our community, our country to be aligned with biblical values, then let me be clear. Scripture tells us, wisdom calls us to seek understanding and to value the experience of the other. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that even Jesus Christ modeled this himself for us. The book of Philippians that he humbled himself, taking the form of a human, and not because he had to or because he wanted to know what legs felt like, like Ariel did, but because he was showing us how it is that we're called to interact with one another, what it looks like to be genuinely curious and to lean into people that are not like us. And we see that when he invited the tax collector Zacchaeus to go to dinner. We see that when he asked the Samaritan woman if he could have a glass of water. We see that when Jesus had a conversation with the adulterous woman instead of throwing stones at her. We see that when we look at who Jesus is. That we are called to genuinely seek out how to understand and show value of one another. So when we look at the little mermaid, when we look at the book of Proverbs, when we look at Jesus, the call is clear. Lean in. Lean in, my friends. Be wise. Seek understanding. Be genuinely curious about those who are other than you. This is who we're called to be. This is the path of wisdom we are called to follow. Thanks be to God. Let me pray for us. Holy God, we do indeed give you thanks for this time to be together, to be in your word, and we pray that as we go from this place that you would give us the boldness and the humility to be the people that you've called us to be, to seek out understanding, to be authentically curious about the other. So help us to be bold, and faithful and humble as we seek out the path of wisdom. In your holy name we pray, amen.
You've been listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.